and welcome back to another Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I am here with Just Moon today. How are we doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no no Burmo today, so uh, should get through things quite quickly, I hope. Yeah, no, he's a bit slack this week, so um, that's all right. We'll kick on. Yeah, let's do it. And first, let's look at the the round that was, round 19. Look, what were your, what were your main talking points? Yeah, look, I've only got a few talking points. Uh, firstly, wild that five players turned up last week, led to some huge scores across yeah. fantasy. I think the top score was something like 14 and a half, oh, 1,450 odd, which is ridiculous. So um, yeah. that's fine. Something to think about. But um, outside of those, just mainly those five players, I mean, let's talk about couple of them. Payne Haas, for starters, was dom- dominant in that performance against the Easy Panthers. Um, yeah, 106 points, I think, from memory, um, with something, I think it was close to a 1,000 tackle busts he had. So um, that's always good to see from yeah. Payne Haas. So good for you if you even captained him, because um, that would have that would have helped a lot. Um, Connor Watson as well, I've got as a, was a big play. He got a, scored a nice little 69. Very nice. Um, from 80 minutes was the big was the big thing for me playing at lock so love to see that yeah it was uh, good. he just kind of he yeah, kind of floated right. around the the middle of the park which was kind of really good to see the fact that they didn't drag him god that's good if you held on to him yep yep and look he just looks to attack all the time as well he takes up the hard hit ups but he also ball plays and it just looks so good yeah so i think you got to have him in that knight's team otherwise uh jerome hughes and dce i put them in the same category as almost must-haves here two very different styles of games on the weekend and two you know, reasonably big scores, one obviously bigger than the other with some attacking stats. But Jerome Hughes, I thought, did shit all in his game and still managed to 76. So that's that's pretty big. And DCE with 119, couple of tries, try assists, you know, mainly were were very good. So, yeah, yeah my few talking... What else have I got? Uh, Damian Cook, also very dominant in his performance uh, against... Um, who did the play? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The poor old Warriors. Jeez, they got done. They got absolutely yeah. done in the end. How good was Tammy Cook? They were so, so good through the middle, right? Yeah, he was always on the front foot, which this year he's been a bit sketchy. Like, sometimes he runs the ball, other times he just doesn't. Like, But when he runs the ball, like he showed against the Warriors, jeez, he, he puts on an absolute clinic, breaks plenty of tackles. He's always in um in the tries as well when he's like that. So... Yeah, I I don't know. It's those scores have kind of been few and far between for him. So I don't know if he's like a must-have, but he's yeah, it's good signs if he's going to be playing like that for the run home, especially given the teams that the bunnies are playing. Yeah, yeah, kind of potty at this stage of the year, and I think a lot of people have taken the punt on him. So I kind of don't mind it if he's yeah. going to keep playing like that. He's guaranteed to play unless you know injury touch wood that doesn't happen. Absolutely. Otherwise, the, the bunnies have got a pretty good run home I think from memory so that's good to see for for him and for the bunny so especially if people like Adam Reynolds are out end up being out this week then I think he steps up and does a lot more as well continues on that form so I don't mind that but it was good to see him play well anyway just from a footy watching footy point of view yeah absolutely look let's get uh let's get into the round 20 team list yeah. I think and yep, starting off with the the Roosters and Parramatta on Thursday night so for the Roosters, we have uh, Takiaho named to return from the bench after his uh, stint away for, with a hamstring injury. Uh, Josh Morris also returns in place of uh, Billy Smith, who just can't catch a break with the amount of injuries he's been copping over the last few years. Um, Joey Manu shifts to the wing to replace Matt Nikavalu, who's also out from a from an ankle injury, uh, with Adam Kieran probably uh, goal-kicking at centre. Mm. Uh, ben Marshke and... Nafu Fahu White were the two players that were omitted as well. Um, 
from the squad this afternoon. And that wraps up the Roosters. For Parramatta, uh, Tom Opacek returns at centre with Will Penasini moving back to the reserves. Um, Murata Niakore is also out with an injury and his place is taken up by Bryce Cartwright on the bench. Moon, how do you see this game going? Yeah, I think this is going to be a cracking game just quietly. Um, look, a few... I think there's only sort of three-ish talking points that I want to... Actually, no, I'll let you talk about your boys. Again, probably only three-ish talking points on the Roosters as well. But good to see James Tedesco pump out a big score last week, smashing 88. Uh, I think that he he's going to do all the Roosters attacking for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, he's, he's in great form for the run home. So good pickup if you got him when he was around 600k, even less. He should make cash and be a straight-up keeper for the rest of the year, back into, back into some good form, which you love to see. Angus Crichton as well. I think that he's almost what he was been one of the must-haves for the year in the mid edges. Yeah. So uh, now that he's he's gonna he's back from Origin and he's sort of in form as well. He's scoring tries for fun, so that's good to see. And Victor Radley for me is a cheeky pod. He's been scoring, he's been playing big minutes and got big points. So I really like that as a point of difference option there. Yeah, Radley's kind of he's been in and around the kind of talking points on some of the forums. Um, a lot of people trying to pick up a cut price keeper. Especially in that mid spot, how do you how do you see him compared to some of the the bigger players like your, I guess your Papali'i's and your your Haas in that uh, spot? He's definitely calibered down from those sorts of players. I mean, if you've got a your mid set at someone like Papali'i, uh, Payne Haas, and oh, who else is a weapon? Uh, like um, far out. Let's say Crichton Angus Crichton. There. Let's say yeah. Angus Crichton. I'd still put him a a tier down. But if you've got someone like a Lola win there, I think Rick, Victor Radley could be a straight swap for you know a Lola if you were to do if you had the trades um, that sort of luxury. I think Victor Radley's he's looking like he's going to get bigger scores than what Lola is at the moment. So I don't I really like that as a as a move. Yeah, played eighty uh, against the the Knights last round and managed a sixty two. He also off the back of I think uh, a mid fifty and a mid sixty score the weeks before that. So he's he's on the up, and because he's back in the squad, obviously he's been playing big minutes. So um, yeah, with all the injuries that the Roosters have, he, it looks like he's going to be playing big minutes for the rest of the season. And mm. at, what's he at like five hundred k? I think five twenty. Yeah, he's yeah, looking like that. not too bad if you you know have a couple of trades left and looking for a, a, a cheapish option in the mids there. Yep, agreed. Let you talk yeah. me through these power boys. Yeah, look, God, we need a win, don't we? Um, very, <laughs> very sketchy against the the Raiders. Had a oh, thousand yeah. hold on, we haven't talked about the Raiders. The Raiders yeah, I was expecting you to, <laughs> to drop it on me, but you didn't say anything about it. So no, I've already given you shit for it once. So I thought, um, now I have to I have to do it publicly. How good are the Raiders, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> not not going to be any more words said on it. Cracking game of football. Yeah, look, Parramatta had plenty of chances to try to score and they didn't, so it's as simple as that. Um, I think we're definitely <laughs> missing Mitch Moses out there because when we don't win the the battle in the middle, like Tarpany just absolutely destroyed us last week. So um, when we don't win that middle battle, we kind of fall on someone to provide something and it didn't look like any of the boys really stood up. Um, so hopefully that changes this week. Look, Gutho's been a, a pretty good pod option, I'd say, at uh, fullback for most players this year. He's been averaging quite good um, around the mid-50s and, you know, in a lot of teams as well, up to nearly 10% of teams. So he's a pretty good pod option. Definitely not the the calibre of, like, your Tedesco's and your Trebojevic's, but he's also been a very good scorer all year and has been up around the, the most consistent scorers as well this year. So he's a good option if you're still holding on to him. I wouldn't be worrying about selling him, but definitely not 
uh, bring him in either. So if you've held on to him for the year, he's been a very good uh, player. Outside of Parramatta, there's really no huge players to um, talk about other than ones that most people already have, like your Reed Mahoney's, your Isaiah Papali, he's even a Ryan Madison in there as well. Most people have a lot of those uh, big, uh, big minute, big, uh, big tackle players. So they're doing really good really good at the moment, but I guess the one that most people are talking about is Mitch Moses, whether to hold, whether to sell. Um, what camp are you sitting in, Moon? Hold. Due back Big next week. Hold. Yeah, if I I was, um, I, I've sold him because <laughs> I... Preface that. Yeah, yep. crack the shits, but I think he's a hold. Yeah, I think if you've, if you've still got him currently, and the fact that he's due back next week, he's a hold, uh, but like yourself, I sold him two or three weeks ago now when the buy round happened just because I was short of players. Um, not knowing that he'd broken his back, it was just a stroke of luck um, for me, fantasy-wise, not for Parramatta, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think if you've still got him, he's a hold. That's fine. But outside of those players, I don't see any more talking points from these two teams unless you've got anything you want to pipe up about. No, pretty happy with what you've said. Excellent. Love that. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, first Friday night game with the Tigers taking on the Warriors. This should be a an all-out uh, attacking affair. Uh, so we've got uh, Twell has been named on the bench after a shoulder injury last week with Sean Bloor named to replace Luke Garner in the starting squad, who's out with an ankle injury. Um, Thomas McKayley is also out, and he's replaced by Joe O, uh, who's been promoted from the bench to start. For the Warriors, uh, Eliasa Katoa has been named, but he'll need to pass uh, concussion protocols to play. Peter Hiku also returns from a shoulder injury, and he's playing in that number six uh, jersey as well. Taniela Otokolo has been named to start, and Jazz Tavanga moves back to the bench. So a couple of very interesting changes for the Warriors here. How do you see it? Yeah, from the Warriors again, only a, really a couple of players that you're actually gonna that you would touch um, here. Reese Walsh is being continuing and has is looking. He's a definite keeper in that wing and fullback. So you'd be silly to sell him. I think Peter Hiku, very interesting at six. Just football, just purely NRL wise. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of attack from this from out of these Warriors halves. Uh, Peter Hiku not relevant in um, classic, but in the deep draft leagues, he's a cheeky. You know, cheeky pick up for your center option should you know if maybe he snags some of the kick meters. Otherwise, Josh Curran, he proved last week that he's still going to score big minutes. Uh, he's going to get some big minutes while there's the absence of people like Matt Lodge and AFB. Um, and he's going to score well. Scored fifty nine from eighty, I think, last week, eighty ish. So that's um that's good to see. If you held on to him or still have him in your team. Um, yeah, don't mind that. That's pretty good. Otherwise, it looks bad if for this Warriors team. My Jastavan call last week sort of backfired when he got maybe forty minutes. They preferred the young, the young hooker. Yeah, the young over hooker him. Start. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's good for him. They've blooded him. Um, you know, he gets a bit of run in the legs. So surely I'm looking at these Warriors team and I'm I'm looking at Hiku at six and thinking what is he going to offer in terms Nothing. of halfback responsibility for this team. Yeah. So I've I've got a feeling that a lot's going to fall on Sean O'Sullivan in terms of kicking game. I've I really don't I don't mind it a Sean O'Sullivan pickup if you like he's only I think he's just under 500k and he's off the back of a 60 last week. So he's not a terrible. Buy. I mean, this is also preface this with like you need to have trades to do this. I think most people have like two trades left. I know myself I only have three. You probably only have two or three as well. Like yeah. 
if you have the trades, like say you've got close to 10 trades, he's not a bad option, especially at the price he's at. And with the players that are in this team currently, no RTS, um, no AFB, you know, they're missing a decent chunk of players now that they've all left the, the team. There's going to be a bit of responsibility falling on some of the other boys in the team. Yeah, well, I think Chanel Harris-David is due back next week, so I wouldn't be mad on on buying him just because he'll come back in and take a, a you know a few of those. All the attacking players will come through him, and he'll do some of the kicking as well. So, yeah, is I he think actually back next it. week? Yeah, from the mail that I read, he's due back next week. Uh, okay, right. I thought he was out and, to closer to the end of the season, kind of. Yeah, um... <laughs> it is almost the end of the season, mate. Yeah. But also, Chad Towns had no idea what's going, what the go is with him. So he could come back in, in two weeks after some miracle shoulder, um, shoulder rehab or whatever they're doing with him. So yeah, they're drinking yeah. something in the water over there. They're coming. Yeah. Back. <laughs> Even Tohu Harris, when he came back before he did his ACL out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean, even Cody Nicarima, I guess, off the bench. There's plenty of risks there. But uh, I've, I've got a feeling if no other changes in this team this week, Sean O'Sullivan is due for a big one. Um, and even Reese Walsh, he might even take some of the kicking game um, himself. So if you've got Walsh and he's one of those players that are sitting on your bench or your emergencies, he's going to be good to play this week, especially right. against the Tigers. Honestly, of any of these players to top score, I think Jermaine Tunnel-Brown is going to go massive in the front row. He's going to get huge minutes with someone like Ben Murdoch and Sela partnering in the front row because he's going to do nothing. He'll play two 20-minute stints. Come on for Bunty <laughs> Fell, who's also a... And Kane Evans, they're both sort of... They'll come on and play 30, 35 minutes. So yeah. these two should be in for decent minutes, I think. And Tunnel-Brown, I rate him. He's, he's good. I really like him. So... Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. talks for the ticks. You've got a few talking points here, I know. Yeah, so I wouldn't say a few. There's really yeah, only one talking point from the ticks. <laughs> so I think the the biggest one from the ticks, obviously, Sean Bloor's back into the team, which is, um, well, not back into the team. He's in the starting team now, which is pretty big. So if anyone's held him for the last uh, 20 rounds waiting for his uh, start in on an edge, uh, well done. You've done well and you've picked up a player that's uh, going to, come good now for the last six rounds. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, yeah, he'll probably be playing 80 on an edge there. It'd be interesting to see what his scoring's like in terms of potential for next year, if he holds that spot. So he kind of has to prove himself to hold that spot um, in Madge's team for next year, if Madge stays the coach for the Tigers, which I hope he does. Um, but the biggest one is probably Adam Dewey in this squad. He's back in 2-5-8, coming off some big scores as well. Plenty of attacking stats, plenty of kick meters, doing a lot of work for the Tigers and is still quite cheap around the 600k mark. So I think he's probably one of the, the good buys for this week in terms of a pod option that's potentially scoring, you know, 60 plus a week. Um, how do you see him? Yeah, he similar to the role that Ben Hunt plays for the Dragons. He runs his team. He does everything for him. Seems to be the dominant half out of him and Luke Brooks. So I really yeah. like that as a, as a pod pickup. He's not owned by very many. Still in single digit percent. I think the low single digits as well, around the four or five ish. Uh, so that's good to see. Yeah. And he, if you're really worried about him, you can work in a loop around him as well. So I like that. And he's an easy trade, straight S trader, Dewey. So I like that. Exactly, that's my thinking. Yeah, winger fullback half, good duel. And yeah. as long as he holds that 5'8 spot, which it looks like he will. I I think Madge was probably hoping Brooks was going to be that dominant half and it just never kind of panned out for him. So Dewey back in the halves is a good sign for his um, longevity there. So um, really rate that by. Any other talking points from this game? I think no, that's pretty I much I say it every week, steer clear of the tigs. Yeah. 
look, I'm going to have to make that that risk on uh, Dewey, but I don't think it's too much of a risk. I think it's pretty pretty safe for the run home. No, Dewey 5 8 is right. I like it. Yeah, so moving on to the blockbuster Friday night game where the Broncos <laughs> are taking on the Cowboys. This is the game that everyone's been waiting for this, this weekend. I cannot wait for this. I've set my alarm ready for this game. Um, probably in a, a different world that'll be the case, but not uh, not this world. Um, for the for the Broncos, we have Turpin named at hooker despite breaking his thumb against the Panthers. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Dan Levy uh, could start depending on how Turpin pulls up after the um, uh, before the captain's run. Um, who else we have here? TC Rabadi returns on the bench after overcoming a leg injury, while Albert Kelly is also listed amongst the reserves and could be a late inclusion as well. Uh, for the Cowboys, same side this week uh, with Ben Hampton expected to um, return to the team via the bench and hold that spot. Um, that's pretty much it. They've got the same team except Terp- um, Hampton's in. That's basically it. Maybe. It's going to be a very interesting game. Just quite. I mean, they both played very good teams last week in the Storm of the Panthers, and neither team got pumped. So, you know, I think this could be quietly good if both teams bring the same sort of energy. But look, fantasy wise, we're going to talk about the cows. And um, okay, look, firstly, not fantasy wise, but Jake Granville. How interesting was that at fullback? He so surprising, right? I did not expect him to do no. much at all at fullback. No, he looked he, all right, hey. He looked good. Yeah, he yeah. actually looked quite good. The fast hands on the wing there. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Those little wraparound plays, nice. It looks all right. So, yeah, that's good. Otherwise, uh, Jason Tom I cracked the shits with him last week and he got there <laughs> 30-odd in decent minutes as well. Uh, look, not much was working for him. They, they, The way they handled his minutes was a little funny. He got three stint, three short stints. Which yep. uh, I don't, I don't love. Um, we have been saying this for the last couple of weeks. You, you oh, never know what you're going to get. He looked like he was coming good, and he was going to be quite consistent. You know, some mid sixty scores, um, one after another, and then this week, um, still got the same minutes, but didn't didn't show the points. Oh, he was coming good. He was looking good as you watched watched yeah. the footy as well, and they're just sort of messing with him. So, look, it's a take it is take it week week by week with him. So, I don't know. I'm going to stick with him only because I don't have the trades to trade him out. If you have the trades to trade him out and you feel comfortable doing that, going to, you know, someone like a a Victor Radley, then yeah, I'm all for it. Otherwise, I think he's an okay hold for the rest of the year. I'm not too, I wouldn't be too concerned. I guess you're going to get the odd low score, you're going to get the odd high score. So, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think most people have kind of put themselves into that hole where they've either gone with Tamalolo or they haven't. And if you've gone with him and you don't have any more trades left to get rid of him, well, You've kind of got to deal with that now, yeah. (laughs) I think um, it might be interesting to see how he goes this week. He he should get a big score against the Broncos. They generally leak a lot of meters down the middle, so he should be good there. Um, On the same side, or the opposite side of the coin, there's also um, Payne Haas, and the Cowboys leak a lot of meters down the middle. So um, I think I might talk on the Broncos now if you're done with the Cows. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, the biggest one that I was just about to touch on is Payne Haas. He will, I think, run right against the Cows this weekend. He could be upwards of 200, 250 metres for, for Payne Haas. So he could be looking at pretty big scores and probably 
the best pod captaincy option, I reckon, this round would be Haas. I know he's up there amongst the the big captains, but I think Turbo and DCE and those kind of players, like Hughes and stuff like that, are a bit a bit ahead of uh, Haas in terms of the captaincy pecking order. But uh, Haas against the Cowboys should uh, see some big scores similar to his hundred last week, hoping for you know a sixty or seventy odd at least, hoping more. Um, outside of that, for these Broncos, Katoni Staggs has been actually traveling along quite nicely at center. Um, he's not getting as much ball as he used to, but I think they're kind of uh, not sending too much attack down his edge just as he's coming back from injury. But he is honestly a very good um, pod center for the run home as he gets a bit more, get more, bit more game time into him. He's honestly going to start getting more attacking stats and he looked very dangerous last week as well against the Panthers when he got um, his hands on the ball. So he could be a potential pot option in the centers. If you're, if you have a sneaky trade left and you're looking to change up your team a bit, he's, you know, been scoring in the mid forties for the last two to three weeks and could definitely, um, that's his base basically for, for Stag. So he could go a lot bigger if he has a big game. So um, keep an eye on him if you are looking for a pod center. But outside of that, I don't think I want to touch on many of these other Broncos players. What about you, Moon? Nope. Let's move on. <laughs> pretty, pretty safe there. So moving on to the Saturday games and we have the Dragons taking on the Rabbitohs. Uh, look, the Dragons have a, a shitload of changes. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to just go through the squad, basically. So Tyrell Sloan comes in at fullback in place of Matt Dufty. Corey Norman has moved to center, and Matt Fiungai has moved to the wing. Um, Jaden Sullivan comes in at 5'8", uh, pairing with Ben Hunt there. Puasa Farmer-Silly moves into the front row with Josh Kerr. Uh, and rounding out the second row is Billy Burns and Tyrell Fuimayono with Tarek Sims at lock. Um, the players that are missing this week from the Dragons are Blake Laurie, Jack Bird, Jack DeBellin, and Josh Maguire. So plenty of changes there for the Dragons. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Adam Reynolds has some hamstring tightness and is in doubt, so he might miss out this game, but he's currently named at number seven. Uh, the Bunnies have Blake Taff on the bench, and Dean Hawkins is on the reserves, who might move. Uh, move into the team for Reynolds uh, closer to um, kickoff. Both Liam Knight and Campbell Graham will need to pass concussion protocols to play as well. Um, Cam Murray has also accepted a one-match ban for his crusher tackle, so Jaira moves to lock. How do you see this one going, Moon? Look, I think uh, I think the Rabbitohs are pretty pretty comfortable here. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be <laughs> Rabbitohs fifty plus, pretty safe bet. Yeah, I think so. just, just quickly, I'll touch on the Dragons. The only player I'm kind of touching, I would, I, I'd kind of go with Ben Hunt here. The rest of them, uh, no goes. Ben Hunt carries his team, especially in this week with uh, Jaden Sullivan in at six. Hunt's gonna have to do everything, do all the kicking, um, all the plays. I don't I haven't watched heaps of Jaden Sullivan. He's very, I think he's a creative is the way I'm gonna gonna describe him. Six. Which is good. Might work against someone like the bunnies. Uh, unorthodox is probably a better word. Yeah, unorthodox. But, yeah. <laughs> so look, we'll wait and see. Ben Hunt's a big a big one for this week though, especially if they're gonna persist with Corey Norman in the centers. Yeah, that's <sighs> a very, very strange move. Do they not they obviously are very can't. short on stocks, right? Well uh, I don't know. They've got, uh, I guess, if Cody Ramsey uh, comes good, he's got a dodgy wrist 
So I don't know if he comes into the team, whether then Jaden Sullivan bumps back to the bench and Corey Norman moves into the halves and they shuffle their team around and drop Adam Kloon. I don't know what how that works. But yeah, I guess with Corey Norman not playing for the Dragons next year, the Jaden Sullivan's their future and they may as well yep. give him a run in these in these games where they're not the favourite and there's yeah, no so, expectations. So Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm assuming Anthony Griffin probably wants to have a look in and see how Sullivan pans out in the halves. He might be a, a more long term fixture there, we don't know, but Corey Norman in the seven uh, in the centres that obviously can't be good for his his stocks if you own him. I mean, when you look at their reserves, they've got like Ramsey, obviously coming back from injury Ramsey, but they've also got Dufty, they've got Pereira who can jump on a wing, and they've also got Willie Army who is a centre. So that's, a, I guess it's just because they want him in the team somewhere, but it's still a still a very strange move to have him there. I think the fact that they're paying him a shit ton of money, but they've also got, <laughs> um, what, four backs sitting here in the reserves that yep. there could be late changes. I wouldn't be surprised if there is, so wait and see. But otherwise, fantasy-wise, Ben Hunt is the only player that you probably go from this team. Otherwise, it's about him. And what do you what do you reckon with Jack Bird out? Um, still a hold, Jack Bird? Yeah, gone for the week. We'll be back next. Keeper centre, long-term. Um, should be finishing with him, Absolutely. I would say. So, yeah. Perfect. Right. Oh, moving on to the Rabbitohs. Look, they're full of uh, full of potential fantasy guns here. Um, so Cam Murray, I'll touch on him before I get into their actual team. He's going to be a hold similar to Jack Bird. He's out for just the one week. Um, he'll be straight back in if you've got him. So yeah, definitely a hold for this round. Uh, Latrell, looking absolute uh, fire at the moment. He he's really in a lot of the attacking plays. We talk about this every week and him being like, they're probably their best attack, most attacking player. He comes off the back of a 67 last week as well. So he should probably put up big numbers against these dragons. Um, this dragons team, who's pretty undermanned again. I feel like I say this every week when we're doing the team list, I feel like I say the dragons just <laughs> are under strength or undermanned every single week. So um yeah, he's gonna he's gonna run rings around him, I think. Um, and a potential pot option as well in the centers with Dane Gagai. He we talked him up uh, mid-season Gagai, and obviously he went through the whole Origin period and had a few rough scores um, through that middle period as well, and that was with Latrell out as well. But he's started to come back to a little bit of form. He's got some scores in the 40s, which is good to see. But he hasn't really hit those heights yet. Like he was scoring in the like the 80s, 70s, and 80s. Um, um, in the middle of the season and towards the start of the season as well. But um, do you reckon he's going to get back to that potential? Do you see Gagai as a, a pod center option for the run home? Because he is still a little bit cheaper than others. Yeah, absolutely. If you look if you look through his scores for the whole year, he's had a couple sort of towards the, the start of the season when he was playing on the wing and he wasn't getting that much ball. And then he went, went through that mad run where he was getting 60s, 60s for fun, 60s plus for fun. He's had a few rough scores through the origin period just because he looks knackered. But I think now that this Bunny's team, he's sitting inside uh, Josh Mansour as well. So it's not like he's got someone who's completely useless outside him that they're not going to go to him that often. So I think that they're still going to play that same that same round the back, Cody Walker to Latrell to either Dan Gagai or Mansour or the whole Cody Walker cut, double cutout or cutout to um, Josh Manson on the wing. So I still think this is going to be the attacking edge, that left edge for the Bunnies. Yep. It's just been so good. So I see him being huge for the for the run home. Obviously better if Alex Johnson's still on that edge just because they'd look a little more appealing. But yeah, going to be huge. So I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And there should be plenty of points in him this weekend yeah. as well against the Dragons. Um, absolutely. Damien Cook as well. Haven't touched on Cookie yet. Um are you going to be buying him after his uh, his he turned up over the weekend? 
Look, I can't. I don't have the trades to bring him in. Otherwise, I would very much consider it. He's playing eighty. He's he's looking good, and as I think I said, the bunnies have a pretty soft run home. So, oh, I mean, they've got Parramatta next week. Yeah, that's soft run. Buddy, <laughs> you get one win. The Raiders. Bloody fans are all over you. No, oh, actually, I might have lied here. Titans, Panthers, Roosters, and Dragons again. So. Yeah, I don't know. Wait and see. I, I still like. Look, Damien Cook never a bad week to bring him in. I think I, I'd, I'd take it, risk it for the biscuit. Is yeah, my look, final his, there. his last uh, his last three rounds that he's played, he's had a fifty four, a forty two, and a hundred and one. So there's a Rocks bit of a <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> correct. Um, I guess you just you take you take those big scores and you just got to roll through the the, the rough scores. Um. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next game, which is the Knights versus the uh, your Raiders, Moon, actually. Um, okay. For the Knights, Mitch Pierce has been named amongst the reserves and could be a late inclusion, depending on how he pulls up closer to the game. Um, Ponga is a potential out with a sternum injury from last round, but he has also been named to play. Bradman Best also returns in the centres after his syndesmosis injury uh, during the mid-season. And um, but, but, but David Clemmer as well is back on the uh, interchange after he was uh, had, uh, had a head knock as well. Um, for the Raiders, uh, Bailey Simonson and Dunamis Louie are back into training and have been named on the reserves and could be late inclusions into the Raiders squad. Jack Whiten is also back in the team after his uh, rib injury, so he has been named at number six. Uh, Elliot Whitehead also returns from his shoulder injury and Josh Papali makes uh, his way back into the squad after his head knock. So the Raiders seemingly at full strength at the moment. Uh, how do you mm. see this one going, Moon? Going to be a very interesting game. A little bit nervous with all these players coming back for the Knights. But from the Raiders, there's kind of only a few people that I'd really I'd really talk on. I've It's taken me 20 weeks, but I'm going to have to give Sammy D a big old kudos, big old shout-out here, Hudson Young. He's going to play 80 at lock this week. I've just looked at their bench. They've got Tom Starling and Tomoko. Oh, Josh Hodgson will shift to lock, don't worry. But he's yeah. gonna play he's gonna play pretty big minutes, I think. They've only got CSOL and Joe Tarpey. Joe Tarpey's been unreal, so but um sorry, I've just sidetracked a little bit there. Corey Howard and I has been unreal. Um since you sold him Daniel, he's scored 170 yep. points. So Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, to weeks. be fair, last round he was like <laughs> you don't need to justify it to me. 40. I feel like I have to every time I talk about him. He was no, on he, track for a, a very poor score until he scored that try, basically. He was. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of attack going for him. He didn't get the opportunity to run through the line. They didn't give him any early ball, which I didn't love, yeah. because then he just runs across the line, palms off a few blokes and gets some tackle breaks, and it's, and it's mint. So I do expect a few more of those sorts of plays from him this week against this Knights lineup. Otherwise, there's not much you'd really go for. Oh, Jordan Rapana, I guess people would be tempted to jump on him with um with his ton last week. Yeah, he played really well. But do you see him and doing that again? Him. He's had a few big scores, but like, I don't know how often they're similar to Cookie, right? Like his last three scores: forty-three, fifty-seven, and one hundred and two. Like, yeah. it's it's hard to judge. I don't know. I think it's a trap. We, you and I have always have said this year that every time he scored well, it, it's just a trap. He you can't. It's rocks and diamonds, but his yeah. rocks are like 
shit rocks. <laughs> and, <laughs> Crack rocks, with, if you will. With the, <laughs> with the possibility that Bailey Simon comes back to this squad, he's probably going to go back into the centres or on the wing or something like that anyway. So I can't see him holding that fullback spot. Wait and see. I don't don't like him as a pickup. Yeah, personally. I think there's a, bit, a few more solid options outside of Rapana. He can he can have a lot of errors on his day as well. He's one of those players that's either yeah. an absolute superstar or he's very error riddled, and everyone's looking at him going, "What are you bloody doing?" Yeah, basically. Yep, that's about it for the Raiders. Though I'm looking forward to them pumping the Knights. Though <laughs> I'm <laughs> hoping that the Knights actually play well because I have a significant number of these players in my team. Um, so for the Knights, Ponga is he's one that's kind of. He's been the one. He's the one that I traded Harawir and Ira for, and I'm still waiting for him to pay off. He's been very underwhelming the last couple of weeks. Very um, uh, non-Ponga esque, basically. Uh, <laughs> he's he's really struggled to get over fifty. Um, has looked not too bad with the ball, but just seems to be letting go of it before he should, and probably should be running it a bit more rather than just passing it off to someone else. But uh, hoping that he gets in a few more attacking stats, especially against the Raiders, they do generally afford a few opportunities. Um, to most teams, hopefully Mitch Pierce comes back as well because he provides some of those opportunities for Ponga. And Mitch Pierce also is a a decent pod half if he comes back as well. Uh, very under owned Mitch Pierce, um, and could be a could be a good pod if he gets back into this team and starts performing as well. Um, outside of that, I think most people still have Brayley and Watson. Um, more people definitely have Watson than they do Brayley, but geez, it's good to see Watson getting 80 minutes at lock. Uh, he didn't get um have that late switch with Suasa Su. So he played the whole game and geez, did he play well managing a 69 last week? Uh, nice. And yeah, very nice. And hopefully he'll be holding that 80 minute performance uh, for the rest of the season. So I think he's definitely a hold and Braley actually came back to a good score of 58 as well last week. So he's looking like he will hopefully get back into some decent scores as well. Um, but I mean, they're not buyers, but if you've got them, they're definitely holds. Um, Frizzell, what do you, what do you make of Frizzell? Had a, had a decent performance, um, last round, not a huge score by Frizzell's, um, normal scores, but a 56, not too bad. It's only a couple of weeks back in from his injury. So I think he's got to find his feet a little bit, a little more concerning that they've got four forwards on the bench. Yep. For someone like Frizzell, I think they're probably more likely to uh, to rest on the Mitch Barnett over Tyson Frizzell because he's so damaging when he's on. But I think give him a week or two and he'll be back to back to that sort of score. To his you know fifty plus scoring, I'd give him a week. I would probably wouldn't bring him in this week. I'd just wait and see, especially when they're going to get dominated by the Raiders. So. Yeah, I just wanted to look out for, I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure thing. And also, Daniel Safidi has also looked uh, looks quite damaging, actually. He's he's pretty, he's pretty slow during the start of the year, but uh, these last few rounds, post-Origin, he's looked bloody good, hasn't he? Yeah, very good. Huge pod if you're, if you're bringing him in now. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't mind it. I think Any a lot more? of people have, these, have a lot of these Knights players that we've talked yeah. about, so... I don't know that you'd go loading up and all the Knights players. Knights have one bad week and he's yeah, in, in some trouble. So, <laughs> yeah, just manage that if you're going to think to bring a few of those blokes in. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you've got two or three of them, like your Ponga and a Watson or a Brayley and a Watson or a, anyone in a Watson. You, or three home. like yourself. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't bring any more in. <laughs> no, no, Fair enough. Tough, three. Anyway, move on, I reckon. Cracking game next. 
Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the actual blockbuster, um, <laughs> taking over from the the Broncos and the Cows, uh, the Storm of the Panthers on the the late Saturday game. Uh, for the Storm, Harry Grant has been named amongst the reserves and is probably unlikely to play this round, but is probably um, back in uh, next round. Nico Hines as well holds that number one jersey and Pappenhausen still named on the bench. For the Panthers, there has been uh, no big changes other than the injuries to the Panthers squad. Um, so Robert Jennings has come onto the wing for Brian Toto, who's expected to have surgeries on his, on his syndesmosis. Uh, injury, so he'll be out for six to eight weeks. Tyron May as well is out uh, with his knee injury and is replaced at 5'8 by Matt Burton. And wait, is that right? No. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. so replaced at Matt Burton six, yeah. and Jerome Luai at seven. Um, Brent Naden as well has replaced Matt Burton in the centres. Moon, big game. Um, how do you see the, the Storm lining up? Huge game. I think the Storm doing here, though, just looking at these two teams and the Storm have been in pretty good form. I know Nico Hines was, you know, he got a 42 last week and didn't do a whole lot. He should have shifted all over the park because he didn't stay at fullback. But, yeah. you know, it's pretty handy from him, I suppose. If you're still hanging on to him, I guess he's, he's probably still a hold. He's, they've shown their hand in that Nico Hines isn't going to be subbed off the field. So he still plays 80 and still has great potential even from centre or 5'8". Oh, well, they won't ship him to the halves this week with Munster back, but they probably shipped him into the centres and, you know, do something funky like that or, you know, maybe take Dale Finucane off and play him at, you know, a roving lock. I don't know. But I think that the fact is he's going to play 80 minutes means that you can still hold on to him and it not be an issue. So, look, that's that's kind of interesting from that point of view. As I mentioned before, Jerome Hughes, I think he's come to a must-have sort of stage. He's expensive, but you're going to have to sort of work him into your team. He's up there with one of the best scorers in fantasy this year, um, surprisingly yeah. from looking at him at the start of the year. So, yeah, got to work him in somewhere. Um, and other than that, look, it's kind of much for much. This little puppy lost a lot of money. So he, he lost 97K last week with his... A little f- score of fourteen. Think he gets more minutes this week, but probably okay. doesn't go back to his. Yeah, he probably doesn't go back to that same scoring that he was. Um, he was going out at the start of the year until he gets that eighty minutes at fullback. Yeah, do you think he? Do you think he comes back to fullback before the end of the year? I think it's. I think Hines has kind of sewn up that spot. Obviously, Bellamy knows that Hines is going next year, but I feel like Hines has been just playing too well to bring Pappenhausen, especially from a head knock, straight back into the team. I don't know. Look, I, I thought that Papi was straight into fullback just because he's so dominant. Maybe they'll give him a few weeks and they'll do that, but they could also keep this rotation going. It's interesting because they don't know. They've got Harry Grant to potentially come back in as well. I guess he comes straight in for Aaron Penne. And that means they've got two forwards. Oh, and Brandon Smith can be played as a forward as well. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very versatile Storm team. So literally, who knows? Because they could all play anywhere. Yeah, they could do what they want with that squad, yeah. I think. And so in that case, based on that <laughs> sitting on the fence sort of answer, <laughs> would, is Papi a hold? I still think he's a hold. I I think Bellamy, knowing that Hines is going, probably wants to get him back into this squad as soon as possible. Um, Hines, I think, is a very good, probably got more value as a utility player on the bench than um, starting. I think he would probably bring, bring more impact from the bench than... Um, Oh, saying that Pappenhausen's very good as well, but Pappenhausen would likely bring more points on the field than from the bench, I think. Yeah, agreed. 
yeah, but I think it's just wait, wait and see. Like, mm. it's hard because most people have, that have Pappenhausen right now have held him for so long, and you kind of want him to perform, but he's still stuck in that number seventeen jersey. I guess, yeah, you've just got to stick it out, especially if you don't have trades at the moment. Yeah, look, it becomes a decent point of difference option, I guess, if people crack the shits and sell him now. So, I don't mind him as a hold either, especially he's, again if you're struggling with trades. He was at over thirty percent ownership, and he's down to fourteen, so he's almost becoming a pot option if you've still got Pappenhausen. Yeah, love to see that. I think you just cop the cop the money drop and hold him for the rest of the year. Yeah, speaking of uh, potential holds, uh, Matt Burton, how do you see him from the Panthers team? Huge playing in the halves. Love love that. Um, yeah. playing, he's playing in my centres, so someone playing... Uh, the, my prerequisite for picking centres is not playing in the centres. So out-of-position <laughs> centres are unreal if you can get a half playing in the centres or something like that. So... I love that from him. It's it's very good. So and he's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him, but I think he does a lot of long kicking because this storm forward line is unreal and they're gonna struggle without the likes of someone like Toto who racks up the post contact meters, especially the storm lines up on you very quickly and he just seems to keep pushing. So I think yep. that they're gonna have to be kicking from deep in their own half and sort of grit in a little bit. Oh, a lot. I think. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much full strength, the Storm team as well. So, yeah, looking looking very dangerous. Um, and because we didn't say it explicitly, uh, we're saying Toto is definitely a sell um, as well. I mean, six yeah. weeks. There's only six rounds left. So, um, yeah, he's a sell. Yeah, great. Anyway, moving on to the Sunday games. I didn't really touch on the Panthers there that much, but I think that's really the only person that's of value. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think there's many more to, to really talk about that uh, that's actually in this week. Hopefully yeah. there's a few inclusions coming back in the next few, so we'll wait and see. Yep, absolutely. So uh, for the Saturday games, we have the Dogs taking on the Titans. Uh, should be a high high point scoring affair as well, that game. Um, for the Dogs, Luke Thompson failed uh, at the judiciary, so he has received a three-match ban, so he'll be out of this game, um, even though he's named in the front row. Um, he will most likely be replaced uh, by uh, someone from the bench alongside uh, Dylan Napper or RVC of Manifin Nye. Um, Flanagan has got uh, a recall and has replaced Lachlan Lewis in the halves. Uh, but outside of that, no um, other major changes for this dog's team. For the Titans, Jamal Fogarty is amongst the reserves and it could be a late inclusion only one week after his um, nasty finger dislocation, finger break. I mean, have you seen the photos of that? It was it was yeah. shocking seeing into his finger. Yeah. Um, Anyway, recalled uh, center Isan Masters replaces Patrick Herbert on the right edge, while Brian Kelly is expected to take his place uh, after some concerns over his ankle. Um, David Fafita as well, he's back into the starting squad after starting from the bench last week and replaces Bo Firma in the um, starting team, who's also moved back to the bench. Uh, Moon, how many points do you think will be in this game? I don't know. I'm just not at all excited for this game. I'm more excited <laughs> for the Broncos-Cowboys game, if I'm honest. The most exciting thing about this is the fact that our boy Joe Stimson probably gets a recall on this team when Love Luke that. Thompson's out. So. <laughs> yes, boys! <laughs> I think that the I think that the Titans put a lot on them. I think Corey Thompson's in for like maybe three or four tries, roughly. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, I think honestly, we probably I, don't even need to speak about this game as... Um, structured as we talk about the other ones. I feel like there's only like two players that we can even look at from 
both of these squads as potential options as well. But you're right, Corey Thompson could be on for plenty of attacking stats, plenty of tries in this game. And actually, Toby Sexton looked really, really good last week on his debut. Um, how yep. do you see him going? Yeah, good for him um, as a as a young bloke going big. It's scoring a try, a couple of try assists, or maybe one try assist. But he just looked good. Yeah, uh, going to lose his spot to Jamal Fogarty. But if the Titans don't go ahead and purchase someone like Anthony Milford or um, anyone else that they're looking at, he could slot in as a cheeky little six for next year. Yeah, so I don't mind. That's Sexton, exciting. Sexton Fogarty would be a decent uh, halves pairing. I know yeah. we've been saying Brimson, you know, should move to to five eight, and they should bring in. Um, uh, Campbell as mm. the fullback, but uh, Sexton looked, yeah, very good. So he could obviously, yeah, play as a six. Pretty well. I think there. Campbell's played some some halfback, oh, some five eighth in his in his career. So I wouldn't mind um, seeing him get a whirl at just maybe a game at five eighth. If the Titans get to a stage this season where they're just not going to make finals, yeah, yeah. I, I really like putting a few of these young blokes in and just getting rid of Ash Taylor, just because I just don't rate him as a footballer. But anyway, I. I yeah, it's good to see. Good for Toby. Hope he does well this week if he plays, which I think he probably should. Would be resting my foggy for another week. Yep. Look, David Fafida probably would be. He's not going to play eighty for the rest of the year. I think it's pretty much sorted. They they really like him playing that that role off the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little late swap. But he could go off for a little twenty minute breather. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he does that. They yep. came out sort of midweek saying that they that. Well, Justin Holbrook's the coach, yeah. He came out and said that he likes David playing that role and David Feeder came out and said he didn't mind it. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way to go for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah. So it just yeah, makes it a risky captaincy option. He's definitely a hold in your team. It's just the way, it, you know, you saw last week what he can do in 50 minutes. But I think the other side of that is he plays 50 minutes, Titans get dominated and he gets a 20. So yeah, that's just my thinking there. And I think the second player that you were talking about is Josh Jackson. Very Absolutely. Mr. Consistent himself. Scored a 60 last week in a pretty, you know, disappointing dogs team. They didn't look great at all. Luke Thompson looked unreal, but now out for three weeks. What do you do? You win some, you lose some. Yeah, I think Luke Thompson, he, he's almost in that sell category, depending on your trade situation, I think, at this point. Um, if yeah. you're really running short on trades, he's a hold, but... I mean, if you've got enough to play around with, um, probably a sell, would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and Avarillo without Lewis, uh, what do you think his chances of actually getting a decent score this week are? He came off a forty last week, which wasn't bad, but you know, got a bit soft try yeah. as well in that forty. So I didn't really like what I've seen from Jake Avarillo. I think Kyle Flanagan's got a lot to prove, so I think he tries and steers this game around a little bit, playing it playing at seven. Probably will do all the kicking. Or uh, most of the kicking will at least take some points off him for kicking anyway, and I don't think that Jack Cabrera scores scores well in this game. He's he's been very disappointing since the loss of Brandon Wakem. Bring back Brandon Wakem. Yeah, I was going to say unless Wakem's trained in the house down, Avrilos are yeah. doomed to score thirties for the rest of the season. I think. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, still for the boys? Bring him back. <laughs> yeah, God, I I could really use a Wakem recall right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. yeah, I think if you've got Avril, I mean, yeah, again, if you have trades to play with, Avrilo is an obvious sell, not getting the kind of scores that you would need. Sooner rather than later too, while, before he loses all his cash. Yeah, he's, he's a, lost a lot so yeah, far. Lost, he's in the high 500s. I have I sold him when he was high, thankfully. Yeah. But, he was around, what, set, nearly 700k, I think, at one point, after off yeah. the back of the 90 that he had or whatever it was. Yeah, he, yeah. 
Unwell, yeah. unfortunately. Anyway, the less said about the dogs, the better. Yeah, I think so. We always <laughs> get hung up on the dogs. So much dog chat in this, uh, this pod. <laughs> yeah, Trace Gibson, to... come back in, please. That's yeah. all we want. <laughs> yeah, please, back in the starting squad. Um, anyway, moving on to the last game of the round, and we have the Sharks taking on Manly. Um, Manly looking like um, they're going to be putting plenty of points on the Sharks here, I think. Um Matt Moylan has been named amongst the reserves and could be a late inclusion uh, on the day, depending on how they um, want to see uh, Connor Tracy playing, whether he's in the six or in the center position. Uh, Adam Tolman is back from suspension, which has uh, forced a reshuffle with Toby Rudolph going back to lock and Tolman into the front row. Um, Sean Johnson is out, obviously, with Trindle taking his place and Tracy as well at number six. Uh, for the uh, Manly side, Dylan Walker and Lachlan Croker will be going through uh, concussion protocols this week and hoping to take place in this uh, team. Um, Walker from the bench and Croker at nine. Um, Siren back from his uh, long-awaited one-week return. Um, he has been named amongst the bench. And Carl Lawton as well is back uh, playing as well in this team, also amongst the bench. So no changes really in the the starting squad, I don't think. Uh, no, look, Curtis Siren and bring in. I think that I'll believe it when I see it. He came into the onto the interchange one week and then just dropped out for whatever reason. So he's he told me before I've been up, been through and picked him up in every single draft league that I'm in except for one. <laughs> so I'm banking on him playing and getting a starting role at some stage, but we'll wait and see. Wait, did you pick him up in our draft league? No, no, no. You stitched me up and ah, yes, no, I, I was pretty happy. Look, I was happy with my trade in the end but um steering away from that that niche draft chat <laughs> i from manly the the few people you'd be looking at this week obviously are people that you already should own turbo dce who's you know i think is i'd put him in the must-have almost category Robert, yes the way he's going and that's probably about it Josh just sort of came back down to earth with the 42. He sort of he did shit all watching him, so he's yeah not a, not a necessity. They're probably the two players I would really be looking at. Morgan Harper's a pod centre. You know he scored a hat trick last week though, so I wouldn't read too much into it. He's been solid, but he has had a few weeks where he's not done a whole lot when he doesn't get those attacking stats or the tackles. Uh, otherwise, from this manly team, they're probably where I'd be going. Just the DCE and the turbo which everyone should have and looking at them as potential captaincy options. I think they're first and third respectively. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Turbo and as DC are probably the most consistent popular captaincy options. Yeah. yeah. And popular captains in the game at the moment. They're, they're both definitely going to score 60 every week. And, you know, they're obviously going to go higher than that, depending on their opponent. Um, and against the sharks this week, they could be, yeah, they could be in for some points as well again. Yep. Um, DCE, yeah, kind of returned from fame from DCE because he was struggling at the start of this year, wasn't he? He was a lot of people were trying to get him out of the teams um, between rounds one and five. Yeah, when you guys wrote him off, I was, I was, yeah, you know, getting to my own horny. I was skeptical. I, you know, know he would know what he's sort of like once Turbo comes back into this team and the way Manly can play and they do, you know, while Turbo's huge, he is carrying this team. DCE does a whole lot behind the scenes, especially when he's he's feeling good. And he run, starts running across the line. He's getting a whole lot more tackle breaks, and that seems to be the difference here. So, yeah, very solid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and from the Sharks, um, 
Sean Johnson, he is an absolute sell. Um, definitely be selling him. He's uh, had a decent um, go at his hamstring, and yeah, he'll be out for a, a very long time. Won't be returning this year for the Sharks, so he'll be four into the Warriors. What's that? Four to eight weeks. So yeah, four... he come back in a month at the end oh, of the year. Knowing if, if his... they... Oh, if they make finals. Yeah. If they, they are in the eight. Yeah, they are. So, look, it's potential, but for this, that means he comes back, what, round 24 of 25 rounds. So, he's absolutely a sell, doesn't Yeah, I, I still don't see him that. coming back. Yeah. If they're, if they're, unless they're really struggling to make the finals, that's the only way I see him um, or coming four back. four finals. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but outside of that, there's really only one player I'd look at this um, Sharks team for, and that is uh, Jesse Ramian. Mm, agreed. Don't think there's much more to say about the Sharks, to be honest. Um, I've been... Andrew Fafidoff, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good did he look? Oh, it's great seeing him running down the down the middle of the park. To be fair, I saw him have one run and he didn't look yeah. too bad. He didn't get ta- tackled to ground, so, I mean, yeah, good for him against the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Any other talking points from that game? I think it's, it's not too much nah. to say. No, nah. manly by a lot. Manly by a lot, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, righto, let's move on to some questions uh, from the fans. I know we have fans in this show. Um, <laughs> actually, there's only really one question, which is from Craig. Uh, singular fan. <laughs> yes, Craig is our singular fan. Um, is Dewey a potential pod for the run home? Yeah, we covered that big on him. Love it. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty big on Dewey, and I think he, like you said, he's a straight swap. Johnson to Dewey is pretty pretty good this week, and I think I'm going to be making that one trade and trying to save the rest of them for any other injuries that pop up later down the track. Agreed, um, yep. Another question from Matt. Uh, how many trades should I have for the run home? That's actually very similar. <laughs> Matt, uh, how many trades should you have or how many trades do you have are the two questions. <laughs> so let's say ideal world. How many trades would you like to have for the run home? And you can't say a 1,000. Right now, I would love eight. Yeah, love. I think. Yeah. But looking, looking at the way this season has gone for me personally, that was zero chance after round four, I reckon. <laughs> that ace went out the window. Yeah, I think a, tr- a trade around at this point is ideal. If you're under that, you really need to be conservative. Um, four, four would be, realistically I, you could live with and you could sit with pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, and it's all, all about managing them now. It's not going and making those stupid trades. It's now it's necessities. It's if you have big injuries to big players who are out for. I think after this week, it becomes if you're out for two plus weeks, they're yeah. almost a trade. Yeah, so, so if anyone gets injured this round or suspended for two games plus, yeah, they're, they're yeah, a trade I'm calling them a sell. Yeah, yeah. If, that's, if they're worth a lot of money. Someone like Nathan Cleary comes back next week and hurts his shoulder again, he's out for two two weeks. I'd call him a sell and bring in someone huge because he needed a big captain option. Yeah. Just for example. So, yeah. Agreed. That's all the, the questions, Moon, which questions. takes us to buy, hold, sell. Who yeah. do you have? Yeah, look, we kind of touched on all of them as buys, holes, and sells through the pod. But my buy is Maddo, cheeky pod, only owned by 5.3% of teams. A uh, little concerned with the addition of Bryce Cartwright. He, when he comes into the team, either Publi or Maddo seems to get rested at some point. Don't know, we'll wait and see because Will Smith's still on this bench as well. So he might just go into lock. Um, my holds are Moses coming back next week. And I've also got AFB in a similar role because he's also. Uh, supposed to come back next week. 
And I also can't afford to drop him. <laughs> My cells are just a couple in SJ and Toto that we've talked about as well. Yeah, rate that. Uh, righto, my buy this week is uh, Dewey. I think I've touched on that plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, also, I think I, I really agree with you on the Jerome Hughes and the DCE chat. If you can, if you don't have them, they're almost must-haves. I know I don't have them, but I do not have the trades to get them. So if you have the trades and you can get them, I would suggest getting them because they are kind of must-haves, especially DCE if you have 928k right lying around uh, somewhere. Um. <laughs> My hold is uh, Jack Bird and Cam Murray, just because you know they're only out for a round. They'll be coming straight back in. Don't want to waste a trade on players like that. Um, and my sells are obviously RTS, knowing he's not playing for the Warriors anymore, going back to um, New Zealand. And I'm going to say Thompson um, from the Dogs, just because he's three rounds is a very long time, and he's a decent price as well. Can pick up someone 600 plus K as well. Um, and I'm going to say Fisher Harris. I know he's only going to be gone for two weeks, but I think at his price, you could probably be picking up someone that's going to be scoring uh, the same, if not better than him at this point of, of the season as well. And he could also be out for a little bit longer, depending on um, how the um, COVID restrictions affect him coming back into the bubble for for the Panthers. So they're probably my buy-hold sells. Um Another one for you, Moon, actually. Uh, because Cleary's still not back, captaincy options becoming more crucial than ever. Uh, who are you captaining this round? Um, I think it's one of these magic halves in Hughes and DC. If you have them, uh-huh, Payne Haas, Turbo, they're probably my four options for captaincy. So, Moon, let me just ask you that question again. Who are you captaining this round? Personally, I'm going to <laughs> Jerome. I, at the moment, have Jerome Hughes as my captain. Little concerned with the matchup against the Panthers, but I think that the Storm will be creative and Jerome Hughes will be still pretty instrumental in that in that game. So I'm probably going to stick with Jerome Hughes personally. Yeah, I think he's been a, a pretty good consistent option yeah. for the last couple of rounds. But Munster hasn't been in the team, so that might throw a bit of a spanner in the works for 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 Hughes. Um, I'm going Payne Haas. I think he's not one of the top captaincy options, but off the back of his century playing. Um, in the Queensland Derby, obviously wasn't once what it what it was was isn't once what it was, but I think um, yeah, plenty of meters to be made um, through the middle and plenty of tackle busts as well against the cows. Huge minutes too, so love that. From Absolutely, him. yeah, yeah, not eighty. Oh, God, I miss when he used to play eighty, but pretty oh, much close to it. He played seventy-two last week, so he's close to it. Yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. Righto, love your Absolutely. work, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, mate. Keen for another weekend of footy. Go the Raiders. <laughs> love that. Uh, hopefully Parry get up tomorrow night but uh, yeah we'll, we'll speak next week thanks mate thanks for listening to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast we'll be back next week with our round 21 TLT